Welcome to the Victory Theory Podcast with your host, Kevin Hooker. And Sophie Spatero. And on this episode, we have Lula Cobb. And we had Lula on a previous episode. And I'll get that to you by the end. Lula is a survivor of a major car accident and is a survivor of emotional and physical abuse and also is a minister and a CNA. And Lula, I'm going to let you take over. <laughs> well, I'm a retired CNA now. Uh, after the car wreck, I had so much damage to my back, I wasn't able to continue my duties. So I'm disabled and enjoying just doing what I can on the internet, talking with people and sharing and trying to encourage. Yes, you do a good job about that, Miss Lula. <laughs> yeah, you do. She's kind of like our uh, our therapist in our group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to since last time we talked? I know that um, you were having issues getting your little power chair and you finally got that. So how how's that been going? Uh, it is going really well. It took a year to finally get it. And the thing is, is never give up fighting for what you know you need. Uh, you know, the medical stuff is insurances and doctors and getting all the information is very important. But also stay behind your doctor and keep at them, keep at the insurance company. But it is doing real well, learning to drive it. Um, I am... Uh, I'm glad it's here. I have days that I'm not able to walk too well, but it is just really awesome. It really is. I think I'll probably, probably run over somebody if I drove it. Oh, I <laughs> run over my dogs. Okay. They don't get out of the way. And now they've learned to dodge the wheels. So at first <laughs> it was hard. I kept telling them, move, move, move. And there was a little tiny horn. I need one of these Aruga horns. You know, I don't need this little beep, beep. My dogs aren't going to listen to that. <laughs> no. <laughs> they probably feeding time when you honk it. <laughs> yeah. No, I just have to whistle. You know, just whistle and they'll come running. But uh, they are, they're a handful. But uh, they're mine and they're mine and I love them and they love me. So that unconditional love of an animal. So. Yeah. But uh, just been busy, uh, got a new pain doctor. I finally had just been in pain for so long. And I just, you know, the doctor asked me, what can I do for you? I said, get me out of pain. You know, when yeah. you live at a level eight to 10 pain, your brain finally just feels like it's frying. And I kept telling him, I said, I'm, you know, I can't remember things. Things are getting worse with, you know, re you know, just there was just so many levels of the brain that I knew was being affected. And so I got a new pain, pain doctor, you know, and he's got me in doing um, water therapy. And that has helped a lot, but I still have pain. I have to watch how I walk because my back slips. And, you know, there's just so many different issues. With, and got a new MRI and it just knowing, you know, things that you, you, that you know what life's going to be. And I've been out of pain now for a couple of weeks where it's not been level 10. It's been more manageable pain at level six. So that is good. Um, but uh, doing that and um, 
oh gosh, there's so much going on. Um, I'm starting with, uh, in my mental health, I started doing the EMDR therapy. And that is the eye desensitization. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's, instead of using my eyes to go back and forth, she mm-hmm. uses buzzers. But it's eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. And she uses buzzers. And mm-hmm. she takes and uh, she asks me a question. And because my I have had uh, where I get dizzy real easy, I, I, I couldn't do the eye desensitization. But anyway, she asked me questions and um, just going to my safe place to begin with and going from there, whatever pops into your mind, you say. And mm-hmm. as I have started it, that first week was amazing. I mean, it just really shook me. I mean, I could feel the movement in my brain, you know, in my wow. chest. It was like something just exploded. And then the next week, uh, she was as soon as she put that buzzer in my hands, I, she, my left brain, just, I mean, my right brain just kind of just exploded and, wow. uh, but just, it, it just things that come up and I asked her, I said, can you work, you know, we're working on pain. And when we got through the first two sessions, I told her, I said, you know, I have gone back to where my pain started, you know, as a, a two-year-old, uh, you know, uh, being abused by your grandmother and other members of your family, and that pain started there, and I've held on to it inside. My expectation of pain is there. It's going to happen all the time. You know, I'm yeah. expecting that pain. And once that happened, it was like something released in me, and I really haven't had much pain afterwards. I mean, it's just, I'm just totally amazed by it. And so um, she is getting, they're going to go ahead and hire this lady, for, for, young lady full time. And she will be my caseworker and still do EDMR with me. And I'm excited about it. I really am. It's something new. It's something different. I've been through every kind of therapy there is. And this here's the last process. I'm just, I'm just excited about it. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. I've heard stuff about that too. Yes. Uh, somebody told me that um, Prince uh, Harry uses it. And uh, wow. has got really good results. And uh, she said, you know, because I have always been so open to what's going on inside me, uh, that I'm more open to understand what's going on. Because I tell her, I said, I kept, I, I felt myself, and this is crazy, but in my mind, I could see myself in the tombstone, Arizona, hanging by duct tape from a rope and uh, this guy walking by with these women in Western clothes and he was eating gummy worms watching me. And I told her, I said, you know, that is so weird. What is going on? But later as I crossed through it, it's, you know, people knew that the things that were going on and happening to me in the home, but they just watched and walked on. And it was kind of like give, forgiven, forgiven all those that I talked to, those that I cried out to, you know, just being able to say, you know, I'm thankful that, I, they seen me, uh, it wasn't my, you know, just me and just forgiven because they didn't do anything. But, you know, back in the 60s, they didn't do stuff. You know, they right. just, they let families be families. You didn't interfere. So, but it's really a process and I, I'm really enjoying it. It just, yeah, I get excited when I know she's coming on Mondays. 
but um, she is finished until she gets uh, because they're hiring her. She has to go through some training, and so she won't be back until June. But that's okay. I'm I'm ready for. Her. I bet that helps your uh, physical therapy too, like because your your head is in the right spot, and then your body, you know, you're getting it ready. Yeah. And the thing, too, is for over a year now since Team Spark and uh, just always being told, you know, what is your thoughts? Change your thoughts to positive. Go from negative to positive. Change them thoughts from negative to positive. And so I have been doing that for over a year now. And when something negative comes in, I immediately nope, it's going to I'm going to be positive because I'm not going to be taken down. Uh, December, I overdid it and had chronic fatigue and mental, mentally and physically and just really crashed big time. And Sophie was there for me, and I appreciate that. And she listened. And Of course. Sometimes that's all we can do is listen and be that hand uh, that somebody just needs to be held. And mm-hmm. uh, just going, uh, trying to keep positive thoughts. And cutting things loose. Uh, in our lifetime, we have we we have these expectations. Um, we expect our kids they're going to do this, they're going to do that, and when they don't, we sometimes get discouraged. And um, we expect people to do things and they don't. Are we expecting things and people don't know we even need anything? And right. we get disheartened and discouraged. And I finally just decided, you know, I'm not going to wait around for my children to come. I'm not going to wait around. And I'm hoping for this to happen. I'm hoping for this to happen. And, you know, it's people get to make choices. You know, I get to make my choice and they all get to make theirs. And in the process, we have to process it to see that I can't expect them to do something that they're not wanting to do. Right. And so when you get out of the thinking of I deserve or I'm expecting or this is what's supposed to be and finally see, okay, you know what? That's not going to happen. And letting go, just letting it go. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But hanging on to it and every day just wishing that somebody would walk in that door, somebody would do this, somebody would do that. And when they don't show up, you get so discouraged. Mm -hmm. And so just really working on cutting things loose. And um, those that, you know, have been with me, I'm, you know, they're there. And if they haven't, I'm not going to chase after them. That's not how we're made to chase after people to have them want us or, to love us or to care for us or I have uh, I know someone who uh, just really into it's expected that her family is to take care of her when she gets to an older age and I told her I said that expectation is un- un- unfounded because nowhere does it say our children are to take care of us it does say that we are to take care of our children while we have them yeah right and so when we keep expecting that there, this here is going to happen and it doesn't, then we, we fall into a hole of depression and, and we feel lost. We feel unwanted. We feel worthless. And we, we don't have to be that way when we change our thinking. Yeah, that's, that's true. How's your son doing? 
Lola? Oh, he's busy, 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 busy. It's the summertime, you know, when you're in air conditioning refrigeration, you know, summertime is the worst in Texas. And uh, he works long hours, so I don't see him much, but he'll call me every day and uh, bring them grandbabies by every now and then. We spent Easter together, and that was awesome. But um, it's okay. You know, he, he's busy, and <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. He's, um, he's an awesome kid. I'm proud of him. And I've seen you, uh, I don't know how many times this year, helping so many people going through stuff. You know, they would reach out to you and you were helping them through it all. I thought, thought that was great. That's what I've always done. I just, you know, I, you know, I tell people I might not can leave my house, but I've made a good community on Facebook and, and you know, the, you know, just social media. And through the game, uh, June's journey, uh, Sophie's with me on there. And we just, you have to be able to be kind mm -hmm. and compassionate and understanding, understanding life happens. There's so much going on and people are hurting. Uh, so many need somebody just to say, don't worry about it. You're okay. You're doing okay. You're 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 doing what you're supposed to be doing and uh, just encouraging words. That's what, you know, if we're positive and kind and encouraging, then that helps a whole lot. Yes, it does. <clears throat> I still remember your, your saying you told us last time was, uh, I'm, I'm past surviving, I'm thriving. Yes. I remember that. I really, I wrote it down. I have, I, I have a video that somebody sent me that was about like that, talking about, you know, you just kind of, you, you've got these survival skills. And then after you learn to get these survival skills on all that life is, that not just to say today's today, but to thrive in today. I mean, it's like flowers blooming, trees blooming, and it's awesome. Have you uh, been on any, any trips? I saw, it looked like you might have went on a trip not long ago. Uh, no, I just went down the road to my son's in-laws. They always invite me out for the holidays. We share grandkids, and it's easier for the kids if we go to one place. And right. then that way they don't have to jump from this place to the other and try and make the rounds and eat, overeat. And the kids, you know, the grandkids are busy doing this and so it's good just to get together with them every, you know, each holiday. Yeah, because I saw that you look like you were the grandkids and maybe your son. and Yeah. yeah that, I was like, Lou is out getting some fresh air and having a good time. Yes, yep. <laughs> I am. I, I'm fixed, I have the motorized chair. And what how this all started a year ago was I just wanted a wheelchair for my son to push me to my oldest granddaughter's graduation. I hadn't seen her in five years. She invited me to it and I could not get a wheelchair. Insurance would not approve it. It was just, it was a round and about thing. And with the power chair, I don't have any way to haul it, you know, outside the house, but I have a lady gonna bring me a wheelchair today so that when my son goes out on activities, he can take me along now and push me. So- Oh, that'll be good. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it's a start. Yeah, because I saw somebody not long ago when the wheelchairs had it in the truck. I was like, good Lord, that's a lot of work to get it out. Yes, yes. This one here is big. 
this here is just a big power chair, but that's okay. It does around the house and and really has helped me so much. You know, but I still have my snake and my bearded dragon and I enjoy them. They're just something to watch and I guess feed. You know, it's, it's being responsible for somebody else. I'm, I'm a I'm a caregiver, you know, mm-hmm. and when you don't have people to sit there and care for you, care for animals, but I've always done animals. And, um, but you know, I, you know, I live in a zoo, you know, the foxes and the cats. And- yeah. <laughs> you do. You have a family of foxes. I think that's neat. She was following you to keep you away from them babies. Yes, she was. Yeah. I thought. I thought she was going to, I went out there a couple nights ago and there was, she was in the road and across the road, there was three more. And oh, then wow. the babies were in the little culvert. Wow. Yeah, they were everywhere. That's awesome though. And this morning I, I let Harley my lab out and there were three deer across the street looking at me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, neat. Like a little zoo around here. <laughs> that's okay as long as they don't come in the house <laughs> oh there's no right yeah yeah that's a I'd rather see deer than what I get the little uh, armadillos come in my yard and freak out my dog we have a possum and so uh, and then and my dogs don't like cats they're very much cat killers and I thought they were for sure going to get that possum but he got away fast enough. Then we've had snakes like crazy around here. <laughs> yeah. I like I like having a possum out there because they do eat the snakes. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Lula, do you have anything uh, that you're looking forward to in the coming coming months? Um, basically just uh trying to get I thought I'm looking into getting my minister's license again. And uh, I have just, I, I'm just excited about this EDMR and uh, we're going to be working, you know, that we've been working with pain, but she's, you know, I told her, I said, I want to work with the shame aspect. It, mm-hmm. You know, I get shamed real easy and I don't like that. I don't like that feeling and I don't have to be ashamed of anything. Yeah. Right. But uh I try not to let when people say something, you know, immediately uh, try not feel shame, but it's there. And I want to know what the core uh, belief is, and I want it gone. Yeah, I want to do this EDMR and uh, in all aspects and get on my feet better. Uh, I just don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds my tomorrow. That's right. And. Uh, <laughs> With God's help, I just, one day at a time, uh, it's learning to stand on my own two feet and quit looking back, and I've got my eyes forward now. I've been in therapy so long, and so much has been healed. So much has been healed. I've been set free from so much darkness, and I don't want to go backwards. I want to keep going forwards, but I need things that I need to still work on. Right. And hearing you say that just reminds me that, you know, 
for those of people who are struggling, it's okay to ask for help because there is help out there for you. Um, and you don't need to be ashamed or embarrassed about it. Uh, a lot of people have struggles. Just reach out to somebody and ask for some help. Growing up, I was always the crazy one. And it I was very much ashamed of the depression. I was ashamed of the emotions that I didn't understand. And when I finally, you know, come to a point where I was very suicidal and uh, put myself in the hospital to protect myself and just telling people, okay, you know, this is what's going on. And having passed that now for years, the shame I felt about having a mental illness was almost debilitating because I didn't want to share with anybody what was going on. Now I want to share to help others know it's okay to talk about your food addictions. It's okay to talk about your fears. It's okay to talk about the emotions that you feel within you. And Mm -hmm. they are real. They're real. And if they're negative, then let's turn them to a positive. Let's try and see a different way of thinking things. Uh, Going back in therapy, I had to go back into the trauma and come out thinking and seeing it a different way. It wasn't, I was, you know, I was the victim, but before I thought I was the instigator. And you had to reverse your thinking on how you see yourself with the, you know, with a mental illness, how you see the traumas of your past, uh, how you Mm -hmm. see your future. And how you see, you know, what are you holding on to and what needs to be let go and know that you are worthy. You are beautiful. You are who God created you to be. And you mm-hmm. can get to where you can become the person he wants you to be. Exactly. Every time I talk to you, I feel like I'm talking to a, a, a hero because uh, yeah, I know what you've been through. So it's kind of like. You're always so positive, and I love that. Yeah. Well, we have to, like I said, I've been through a lot of counseling, and I've had awesome counselors. And uh, I recently lost my counselor back in uh, January, and uh, she uh, she just up and left, and they nobody knows why. And um, so I've been without a counselor now for quite a few few months, but. I have this intern that comes out to the house and started doing this EDMR a couple, uh, about a month and a half ago. And I have just, I'm impressed. I really am. It's another step. But, you know, when we trust God, he puts us in, in situations and brings us to a point where, you know, it, we're gonna ha- he's going to help us grow. And he's going to help us get free of what, uh, you know, man did to us. You know, right. the traumas did not come from him. Traumas came from the humans in our lives. And how we perceive things. And I want to be positive. I want to perceive things positively. I'm not all there yet. I keep failing and I'm going to keep failing. But I'm going to pick myself back up and I'm going to keep going. Exactly. Are you still getting the the shots like in your joints and stuff like you used to? No. A year ago was when I had the last shot in my back. And... um, it caused me to blow up like a balloon. I was in the hospital several times, and uh, they have found that one of the medicines I'm highly allergic to. And so this new pain doctor, he's talking about maybe a stimulator in my spine, 
but I'm not so much for that because I don't know if I really want a stimulator in my spine. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so many things that go wrong. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh, I'm just really praying about it. I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but they have uh, offered uh, re- uh, palliative care. And I see the palliative care doctor next week. And he can give more different types of medicine than what my primary care doctor can do. Mm-hmm. And so I go in for an interview with them next week. Um, I'm more apt to go that route than I am to have something placed within my body. Uh, after my back surgery, they put that stuff in and I was allergic to nearly all of it. And they had to go back in and rebuild my back. And so I just don't know if I want to chance it. But my doctor of 22 years is retiring, and it's very sad, but I just know that I'm in a better place than I was 22 years ago when I first came to him, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to trust that the new doctor is going to listen like he did, and if he doesn't, guess what? I can make the choice now to move on. So many times when we're with the medical field, we think we have to stay. We have to do this. We have to do that. And I have found this past year, I can say, no, I'm not going to do that. It's not right for me. I know what's right for me. And even though it's caused an uproar in quite a few doctors, I walked away and asked for a second opinion. And the second opinion was better than what they gave me. And so it's, it's always good. If you don't feel right about a doctor, then check them another one out. There's a lot of them out there. If they're not helping you to the best of their ability in your care because you live with yourself 24-7, you need to get out there. It's the same way with therapists. If a therapist isn't helping you, why are you staying? You know, because you have to. You feel like you have no other choice. And that's where we usually get stuck is, well, I have no other choice. I can't go anywhere. I don't know anything. And I'm encouraging people just get out there. And, yeah, you can. You can make a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can say no to a surgeon that tells you when he does surgery for the re- that after the surgery, the rest of your life, you're going to hurt worse than you do now. Well, I'm not going to have the surgery. I'm going to find another surgeon that's got a second opinion. And I did. And so it's just learning to listen to who you are and what's good for you and fighting for yourself. I never have fought for me. I've always fought for others. And last year was the experience of I learning to fight for me. And it was hard. It was really hard. That me and Sophie were just talking about me going not long ago all over town trying to get somebody to fix me and they couldn't fix me here. So I had to go to Dallas. Did you enjoy Dallas? I did. I did. I even liked I lo- I love that doctor there. Good. So I definitely go back and see him again. In fact, we're gonna have a, a what is a Zoom meeting uh, this month. That's good. To see, kind of see what we're gonna, which way we're gonna go. <laughs> yep, you know, and that's good that you're looking and you found somebody, and always go with your gut feeling, you know, and fight, fight for you. Mm-hmm. So exactly. many of us. I mean, I always just accepted it. You know, I go into a doctor, they didn't listen. They just, I always told them, I said, you know what? I think you have a spinning dartboard and you throw a dart, you hit it and said, okay, let's try this. 
I said, it's not anywhere close to my symptoms, but we try it anyway. And I'm still just as bad as I was before. And this doctor I have now is the first doctor when I said something, he goes, okay, let's run this test, this test, this test. And I was like, do what? You listen to me? You actually <laughs> listened. And uh, I mean, if I came in there, he, he was, he was definitely an advocate for me. And I will miss him, but I know it's his time to go on and spend time with his family. And uh, he's a great teaching doctor. I'm glad he's passed on his knowledge to others and his bedside manner. He is just so gentle and kind, and he listens. And that's what I'm hoping these other doctors were, are going to do, hopefully. But, it, you know, when I get there, if they're not, then I will, I will look around. I know I have that choice and option now. Most definitely, because uh, that's why they have so many doctors around the world. You don't have to stick with just one. <laughs> yeah. It's just hard getting into doctors. It's just, you know, it's like going to the ER. I mean, you sit in the ER for 12 hours in the waiting room. What are you going to catch? And <laughs> you know, if, you, if you go by ambulance, they even put you out in the ER. So it's just, it was crazy. But, um but I'm doing, I'm doing better mentally, physically, you know, emotionally. I'm just, things, it, it's changing the mind thought, changing who I am. And I've taken, I'm team captain for the, our June's Journey team. And that has helped me in so many ways to do confrontations, to make decisions, uh, to be understanding. But also when I have to, I have to be, be tough. Mm-hmm. And the tough part is hard. It's hard when you have to remove somebody from a team. But, you know, when you, when you if you want a good team in your life, you take those that are causing the drama, those that aren't helping you, and you remove them. And you go forward. And that's how it is in life. I've removed so many people from my life that was tearing me down. And now I look, and I'm so much better because of it. I don't hear it every day. I don't, you know, I'm not being put down every day. I'm not being called names every day. You know, I am so much better. And that's how it is with this team. It's just, it's really a a learning experience. Because I know you help a lot of people in our group already. You've helped me, I know, and Sophie and others. Oh, you guys help me all the time. You guys inspire me to be better, you know. I can't be a runner, but I can sure try. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, I just, it's one, it's one step at a time. I, uh, I can go in the pool, but I still can't do my legs because I have bone spurs on my heels that is tearing the tendons. And if I tear that tendon, I'm in trouble. And so I can't build my leg muscles up, but it's leg muscles I need to build up because they're so weak. And once you lose it, the muscle with sarcomery tooth, it's gone. And I don't, I'm just, you're like, okay, one day at a time, do what you can. And yeah. you'll get in the pool. And that has helped with my pain the most. And I have an awesome therapist, um, have had him before when I had knee surgery. And uh, it was good to see him again. Well, that's and, awesome. And I'm glad that everything's starting to fall into place for you. Oh, I'll have my rough patches and I'll probably gripe and complain a little, but that's okay. I can, I'm human. 
Yeah. And before I used to be so ashamed if I fell into a rough spot. And now I just fall in the rough spot and about you go down the road, you fall in a hole and you sit there and you mull around and then you eventually get out. And as you keep going down the road each time, you know, you learn to get out on your own, you get a ladder and all that there. And by the time it was over with, you see the hole and you find a different way to go instead of falling in it. And that's what I keep, you know, I think of that poem nearly every day because I know that there's times that I may fall in a hole, but I'm not going to stay there anymore. I know how to get out and I, I work at it and I might gripe and complain and whine a little, but you know what? I eventually get out and I don't stay where I used to be. Exactly. But we have to have each other. We have to support each other. Mm-hmm. We have to be there for each other and not in a mean, angry, defensive way, but accept what, you know, whoever God puts before you. It might just be the person that's going to hold your hand through the darkest times. Right. But I don't like bullies and I don't like drama, so I try and keep that out of my life. That's true. Nobody likes that. No. No. And I don't want to be a bully. I can I can be, but I thought, man, I don't need to be like that. I get, <laughs> you know, when you're in pain, I'm telling you what, when you're in pain, you can bite people. Yeah. And, uh, I've told people at the grocery store, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that to you that way. I said, but I am hurting so bad, I can't stand here and do it anymore. And just leave, you know, just, but pain will do it. Pain will get me in such a sour mood sometimes. And I I don't like going anywhere if I'm in pain or if I'm in the store and I get, get, you know, standing up kills me. And uh, Mm -hmm. I just get angry. It's like I get angry and I don't like that emotion. But... I'm learning to work with that too, and it's well, just, that's that's all you can do. Like you said, you just take it day by day and handle it situation by situation. And yes, you, don't be too it. hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up if you're having a a bad time with it, because you know, like you said, we're all going to have bad times. It's just how we are we going to dwell in it, and or are we going to pick ourselves up and keep trying? Yes. Yes. Yeah, sure. My thing is the shame. I feel so much shame when I do something. And I'm like, I've got to get over this. I got to get over it. Like you said, you got to pick yourself up. And but um, I'm going to work mm-hmm. on that area in my life. Yeah. Well, I thought so, I, go ahead, Kevin. I said, <laughs> I, I thought I was good at hiding my pain until the other day. Uh, like I think it was Friday. Yeah. I saw it chanting. And uh, she came home, and I was walking around, and she said, are you hurting? I was like, no, no, I'm not hurting. But I, she said I was limping so bad, like almost driving on my knee, and on my heart knee. So she was like, your knee's not hurting? I was like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I'm so used to covering my pain. I guess I didn't even notice I was limping that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it is emotionally, too. We just don't know what's going on. We just know something's going on. And sometimes just talking with somebody helps us recognize what it is. That's true. 
PTSD is so hard. It the traumas are there and something will happen that will trigger you. And if you have somebody to talk to, you know, explain, you know, I was doing this, but I don't understand it. You know, I help you just talk through it until you do come to a realization what's going on. Mm-hmm. Just what is going on. Exactly right. It helps me to talk anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Lula, we really appreciate you taking the time to come and give us a little uh, update on how you've been doing and and just share your positive thinking with our community. Well, thank you for having me back. Really enjoy talking with you guys. Yes, we really enjoy it. And Lulu is episode 26. Previously. Yes. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Too. Y'all have a great weekend. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.